to Brother Mike and good morning friends. We greet you this Friday morning from the radio pulpit and today we're going to the book of Philippians chapter number two. If you have a Bible and you can follow along with us, we invite you to do so. Philippians chapter number two. I trust the message today will be a blessing to your heart. Now today from these verses, I want to preach uh, with the time remaining on this thought, the secret of Christian joy. Now notice what Paul said in our text in verse number two. He said, Fulfill ye my joy, that ye be like-minded. And so I'm interested in that phrase, uh, my joy, the secret of Christian joy. You know, sometimes we, uh, I would say, how do you spell heaven? And they would say H-O-M-E. And then I remember seeing a commercial sometime, uh, some years ago. Uh, it was for a particular antacid, and it was an advertisement, a commercial for that. And they said, how do you spell relief? And they said, R-O-L-A-I-D-S. Of course, that was promoting their product. Uh, and they were saying that relief comes if you'll use this particular uh, product. Well, may I say, friend, the secret of Christian joy is in the word and its spelling, J-O-Y. Uh, now, the word J stands for Jesus, the word O stands for others, and the word Y stands for yourself. But sometimes I think that we misspell it uh, in relation to the word I've just said. Uh, Sometimes we want to spell it O-J-Y, R-O-Y-J, or J-Y-O, or Y-J-O, or Y-O-J. But my friend, to spell joy, it's spelled J-O-Y. Jesus, others, and then yourself. We're living in a, in a very uh, self-centered age. The three favorite words of this generation is me, myself, and I. And that's so sad, my, my friend, but if we are going to have the joy of the Lord in our heart, the Bible said the joy of the Lord is our strength, and he said, fulfill ye my joy, uh, and be like, that you be like-minded. So how today can we have in this hour uh, of all the turmoil, the wars, and the strife, the burdens, and the heartaches, and uh, the earthquakes, and all that's going on in this world, how can we have this Christian joy? How is it that we can have joy in our hearts? Well, it's found in the way you spell it, J. The letter J, the letter J stands for Jesus. Look at verses 5 through 9. He said, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, and took upon him the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of men. Now here we see in the in verse number six, here we see his pre-incarnation. Uh, may I hasten to say that he existed 
uh, before Bethlehem. Amen. Uh, he existed as God the Son. Uh, there never has been a time when he was not. He, he existed in eternity. Uh, he was equal in the Godhead, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost. So here we have his pre-incarnation. He being in the form of God, thought it's not robbery, he's equal with God. I may not can explain the Trinity, but I sure do believe it because the Bible teaches it. Amen. He existed as God the Son. And so God the Son, uh, my friend, became the Son of God, uh, the Son of Man, that he might redeem you and I. So here we have not only his pre-incarnation, but verse 7, we see his incarnation, said, but made himself of no reputation, and took upon him the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of men. He did not come as an angel, uh, but he came, my friend, as a servant, as a man in the likeness of men. You remember there uh, in John 13, he uh, was going to wash the disciples' feet as a servant. That was a task of the lowest of the servants, and he girded himself there to wash the disciples' feet. And, of course, our Peter's outspoken. He said, Lord, you're not going to wash my feet. But you see, Jesus took the form of a servant. Jesus, uh, the Son of God, the spotless, sinless Son of God, uh, stooped to wash the disciples' feet. That's his incarnation. You see, my friend, he came, he identified himself with mankind. He did not come as an angel, but he came as a babe in Bethlehem, born of the Virgin Mary there in Bethlehem. So there we have his incarnation. And then verse 8, we see his humiliation. The Bible said, and being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Here the Apostle Paul gives us a picture of his humiliation. He became obedient unto death. He did not resist the soldiers. He, he said in John number chapter 10, he said, No man taketh my life. I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it up again. So he, you see, he did not die as a martyr, uh, but he died willingly. He said, I'm the good shepherd, and the good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep, or for instead of the sheep. He died in the sinner's place. Amen. Thank God. He died as the sinner's substitute. So here we have his humiliation, and his death was not any death, but he said it was even the death of the cross, the most cruel form of punishment. He suffered on the cross. He there, as he hung on the cross approximately six hours, uttered seven statements there, and he gave, he willingly uh, dismissed his spirit into the hands of the Father. The Father into thy hands. I commend my spirit, the death of the cross. Yes, friend, 
he humbled himself and willingly gave his life on Calvary for sinners like you and I. I say hallelujah, what the Savior, amen. His humiliation. And then verse 9, we see his exaltation. Wherefore, uh, Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven, things in earth, and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Yes, God has highly exalted him. And listen, friend, every knee is going to bow. Even the knee of the atheist is going to bow. I'm glad, thank God, I bowed here and confessed him as my Lord and Savior. You see, you're going to either bow here or you're going to bow in eternity or at the judgment. And then you're going to say amen to your own condemnation. God is going to see to it that every knee bows and recognizes the Lordship of Jesus Christ. And I said, and that every tongue confessed that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Amen. We say, so the first letter uh, in the word joy is that of J. That stands for Jesus. You see what I'm trying to say, friend? He must be number one in our life. He must be first in our life. The Bible says in Matthew 6 and verse 33, But seek ye, get this, first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these other things shall be added unto you. Hebrews 12, verse 1 and 2, the Bible said, Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down on the right hand of the Father. Yes, my friend, it's putting him first. It's crowning him Lord of all. It's giving him the rightful place of lordship and giving him, my friend, the full authority in our life. So the letter J, uh, my friend, stands for Jesus. Uh, the joy, Jesus, uh, joy is our joy. In the book of Luke, chapter number 9, uh, here is talking about the followers and being disciples of the Lord. It said, come follow me. Verse 59 through 62, and one said to him, he must first bury his father. But Jesus said, no, let the dead bury the dead. Now listen, Jesus was not against him bringing his father, uh, but his father was still alive. Uh, what the problem was, he was putting, uh, he was, uh, Jesus was not going to be first in his life. And then another said, let me first bid them farewell uh, at home. And again, the letter, word first there, there they, 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 Jesus is not number one in their life. This should be our priority. John, Joshua 24 and verse 15. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. 
not me without my house, not my house without me, but me first and then my house. I, me and my house, we are going to serve the Lord. In other words, he, God's going to be first in Joshua's life. So to have Christian joy, uh, there must be the letter J stands for Jesus. And then there's the letter O. The letter O could, st could stand for others. Uh, verses uh, 2 through 5. It says, Fulfill ye my joy, that ye be like-minded, having the same love, being, uh, being of one accord, of one mind. The letter O could stand for others, putting others ahead of ourselves, Jesus first and then others. In Second Corinthians chapter 8 and verse number 9, here is what Jesus did. He said, you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, though he was rich, get this now, yet for your sake he became poor. And then Peter said in chapter 2 verse 21, he left us an example that we should follow in his footsteps. You see, in his earthly life, in his earthly ministry, he always sought and cared for the needs of others. He put the needs of others ahead of himself. So to have Christian joy, it must be Jesus and then others. In Matthew 9 and verse 36, the Bible tells us when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion. For he saw them as sheep scattered, having no shepherd. My friend, that he was moved with compassion. He cared for others. And, and in this self-centered age, that's the reason there's no joy of many people today. They care not for the needs of others. In Luke 19.10, Jesus said, He's come to seek and to save that which was lost. In other words, His ministry, His mission, His goal was for others, to give His life for others. In the Scriptures, you'll find the phrase, one another, several times. Did you know the Bible teaches that we're to pray one for another? Did you know the Bible tells us we are to exhort one another? We are to admonish one another. We are to love one another. We are to encourage one another. And get this, we are to forgive one another. Well, we've run out of time for the message today. Thank you for being tuned in. And may the Lord bless you till next week. In Jesus' name, amen.